Hey, how you Good doing? Morning. I'm doing great. All right. Happy Friday. A beautiful Friday it is. Yeah, not bad over here. Uh, yeah. Welcome to Over 50 starting over. I'm Barry Edwards. And I'm Merle Garrison. This week I'm coming at you from my mom's place after right off the heels of my my uh, middle of my tour of Ohio. I was yeah. in Portage Lakes. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, had a really uh, interesting time there. It, a very, very cool place, I think. I I had photos that I was going to load up for you, um, but I had problems with my headphones. When you're in transit and trying to do this. It's tough. It's really tough. So yeah, I got it really is. Google Images here. Oh, cool. Okay, Portage Lakes. Let me see if, uh, do you see the map? Did it change? I yeah now it's the map yeah okay cool uh i didn't know anything about it but when lisa's like you guys got to get out of here while i spring clean i just went well what's one hour south of cleveland uh -huh. cleveland heights and that's portage lakes because i'm thinking maybe it'd be a little uh warmer but when i saw the area i'm like how cool is this i mean it's mm -hmm. got to be cool right and i got an airbnb that was literally right in the middle of it Right oh, here. wow. It was like being on an island. Yeah. Now, it was pretty cool, but um, it was not the good time of year for it. But at the same time, I wouldn't want to be there. I talked to all the locals and everything there. They're super nice, man, mm -hmm. super nice mm -hmm. community. And they were like, uh, man, June, July and August, it's like spring break down here all the time. Oh, and, really? Uh, yeah. So it was fun to be there during the off season and just talking to all the locals and stuff. Yeah. Um, so this is a picture of it. You could, you know, see how, okay. Yeah. Now that's going to play tricks on me, but you can see, <laughs> yeah, that's great. Um, okay. So there's, some, Oh, that's took, pretty cool. Yeah. Whatever. It took me to someone I didn't want to go to, but it has like these cool places, cool bars. This is a triple decker bar on the water. It's called picks and someplace next to it right there. Um, my favorite was called the upper deck. I don't see any, um, any pictures of it offhand, but it just gives you a little feel uh, for the area. This is a nice fall picture. Um, so pretty cool. So there's like five lakes in that area. Yeah. And, yeah. I've been, I've been to the area before. Oh, it is heaven. beautiful down there. Yep. Yeah. It was, uh, it felt like I was camping. I had the small cabin and everything and neat. Uh, yeah. So uh it's it's another place like I was saying about the west side of Cleveland last year uh, last week, how boy there are some real shack like places all around. <laughs> right, right. Sandwiched right in between are these beautiful uh, houses and structures and things. So I was telling Lisa all about it. She's like, you know, we should do a couple days up there, maybe in the fall. You know, right after the end of they say by September it's like spring break. By September it dies down, and that would be a great time to go there. Hmm. Now, so now you were there, be, uh, you started out by saying that you were there because Lisa needed uh, some space for spring cleaning. Yeah, she's like, you and the dog got to go. So you, you, you would be in the in the way. Oh, uh, she, oh, yeah, she's feverish, man. She's like the Tasmanian devil. Wow. Oh, could you imagine me and Charlie walking in and out of the rain and everything else? <laughs> oh, you don't yeah. know what that little Sicilian's like. Hey, man, wow. tell me, how are you doing? I'm doing good, man. Good, good stuff going on over here. So I, I, uh, I got my mountain bike back from the bike shop last Friday. That's sweet. 
And uh, the reason I had it in there was because it was making this terrible squeaking noise. Uh, and I was I had been going on these really great rides out in the country where it's very quiet and yeah. it was just this constant squeak 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 <laughs> wasn't even it wasn't even a normal cadence it was just all over the oh, place God. sometimes it would stop really for taking a little you while right out think, of your zone yeah, and i would think oh my god it's gone thank god and then i would come back squeak, squeak, <laughs> oh my gosh where it was, was it coming from like your well that was the problem I couldn't tell where it was coming from. I'd, I'd be riding all contorted, trying to hear it. What, what, what is that? And uh, it was, it was maddening. And oh, yeah. so I, you know, I'm new in town. I, I don't know any of these bike shops. There's a bunch of them around here. And I, I picked one that had some pretty, pretty nice reviews and the guys were really cool. They're like, uh, the, the, the guy says, I got a specialist for squeaks. I mean, he knows how to find these things. Well, look, I had to go up there three times, Barry. Um, I, we found it, and it was only 25 bucks. And I'm like, hey, that's a godsend. Let me chest it out. Write it down the street. Oh, my gosh, it's perfect. Just as I'm coming towards the car. Squeak, 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 squeak. <laughs> 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 oh, it's like three poor times. guy yeah that poor guy had to work on it and he, he only charged me 25 bucks but when he finally got done with it uh it was immaculate i've never my bike was working the gear everything just immaculate i went on this great ride on saturday well it turns out that the squeak was coming from because i have those uh caliper brakes and mm -hmm. the rotor and everything mm -hmm. uh it was coming from that and mm -hmm. That Not means surprised. that it seemed like my bike had a motor on it when I got it back because here I was pedaling against it was like I had the brake on the whole time. And so uh, it's, it's, it's glorious now. Anyhow, uh, springtime, get your bike out, yeah. make sure you get it to the bike shop, get it to a good repair person, and you will be very happy. Uh, and I'll back you up on that. I think it was last year I finally took my Jameis, uh, which is now my older bike, to the bike shop because uh, I was getting flats all the time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> turns out if your tires aren't trued up, that will happen somehow or some way. I mean, yeah. I got like six or, or seven last year. Oh, that is such a pain. And I spent like 160 on that tune-up or something. But dude, I got it back and it was like a new bike. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I was really happy. So oh. yeah, I strongly encourage you guys to do yeah. that. It is. It, it's a pleasure. And uh, I got out on my motorcycle for the first time oh. uh, since I've been here. And uh, oh, another glorious experience. Yeah. Just beautiful out there. A little different riding out here than uh, in California. How's that? Well, a couple of things. One is that in California, they split lanes. And so uh, motorcyclists are allowed to drive in between the mm. lanes, yeah. which most people when they're first visiting think that's the craziest thing in the world, which I like, did. Yeah. Uh, but when you're riding and you learn how to do it, it's so convenient and you're not allowed to do that here. So a little mm. bit of getting used to there. And then secondly, I mean, in California, there's so many windy kind of roads. Well, here, everything's on a grid. Mm. So it's just straight, just straight down the road. Uh, I got to find those windy roads because they're really fun to ride on. But, but for that maiden voyage, pretty cool stuff. Yeah, good. Um, no picks, right? Uh, no, can't get no. you to share any pics for anything. Well, I can't really take a picture and, and ride. Well, I guess you got a good point there. Yeah. Uh, you know. <laughs> 
You know what I wanted to talk about today, Merle, is something I'm surprised that we never touched on before because it's yeah. so important uh, for people in our age group, and that is scams. Oh yeah, that's happening all the time now. All the time, and there's some. We showed a uh, that uh, on the lighter side where that uh, elderly woman was being scammed and she figured it out and she had the police waiting there for her. Remember that one? And the guy came to the door. Yeah. They chased them all down the steps and got him. I love love that. that. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. So um, i got to find where did my link go? Yeah. Uh, Oh, and not in the most comfortable of uh, situations. I know when you're traveling, I got one queued up for you. If you need a backup, go ahead. I am. Okay. You go ahead. What do you got? I got, um, well, one thing I was thinking about yesterday was, you know, I feel like I'm probably not taking advantage of the, of the fact that I'm, I'm 55 now and there's probably discounts out there that I could be getting that I'm not aware of. And so I did a little search yesterday and I came up with uh, an article that, that lists, that actually lists 55 plus senior discounts you can get when you're 55 plus. And, uh, I've, found some pretty good I, i'm like what are you kidding me so i just thought i'd go over a few of these yeah, please barry here's one the first one is save at kroger family of grocery stores so now kroger is everywhere uh out I, here i remember them from when i was a kid but i don't i can't pick i can well, see their logo in my head but well, I, here's the deal is they they sponsor all these different stores out here oh. here i'll read a few uh, uh ralph's uh pick and save king supers fries fred meyer so you got a meyer store out there city markets look for kroger kroger's everywhere mm-hmm. uh they come they go by different names in different towns but they're they basically run supermarkets everywhere okay. but here's the deal is that kroger kroger has a senior day for customers who are 55 or older look i don't consider myself a senior but oh, no. whatever this is uh, unco- i'm uncomfortable <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. It's, it's very weird. Uh, but they give a 10% discount on senior day, and that's once a month at 10% off of all your groceries. Mm. It's a big deal, yeah. especially the especially price of, 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 yeah, exactly. So find out when that is. It's, it's different. It's typically the first Tuesday or Wednesday of each month, 10% off. I had no idea. Now, 55. I want to throw something in there, Merle, because I think that's this is important. I think Aldi is nationwide now, too. Pretty sure. I think you're right about that. Yes. Yeah. And, Pretty sure uh, you're right. It's my mom. Hang on. Okay. Hi, mom. <laughs> yeah. Mom, make me a sandwich. <laughs> mom! <laughs> I'm going to have to put Charlie in this case okay. in just a minute. But I wanted to say Aldi is a fantastic store that I discovered a few years back several years back that uh while it was super low cost i noticed at first over the years it's got way more and more whole food like like they're really giving whole foods a run for its money and really is neat oh yeah big time they i don't know you know uh whole foods has their own brand line called 365 okay and oh my dog's going that's dude i got pause what's okay let's pray (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> all right i had to put the dog away so uh i was saying that yeah. yeah uh whole foods oh my god do you hear that what <laughs> whole foods has their own 365 brand which is like you, oh, you can't, can't have that oh my god all right it sounds on. like you got his tail caught
Okay, so what I was saying is Whole Food has this has their own line called 365, which it's really cool that it's it's the lowest the lower cost stuff because it's a private label kind of thing. But you right. don't even have to look at the labels. You know it's healthy. You know it's good for you. All these has the same thing, and it's called Simply Nature, and it's mm. exactly like the same premise. And boy, the money that you get like I'm betting that you can shop at Aldi. Uh, cheaper than you can as Kroger store with a 10% discount, but I would still check it out. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay, cool. Uh, I mean, healthy too, is what I mean. And I mean, I know whole food is, is known for that. So uh, if Aldi's is given a run for the money at a better price, check it out. That sounds pretty cool to me. Crushing whole foods at their own game. Whole foods is kind of expensive. That's what I found. Well, Amazon bought them out and you thought that they were going to make all these smart changes and all they did was cut down on customer service and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. That's how it works. I'm not a fan anymore. I used to be a big Oh, fan. that's too bad. That's yeah. too bad. A yeah. lot of changes uh, over the last couple of years with some of our favorite stores and in, in those kinds of areas too, which is kind of crazy. I'm, I'm going to move on on this one. Mm-hmm. Um, this guy's talking about AR, AARP membership and you can get a uh, there's many discounts that you can get through AARP. Are you a member of AARP? Yeah. I'm, I, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. uh, I haven't used it for anything. I haven't, I haven't even checked it out. Apparently you can become a member at age 50. So uh, you're, we're, we're in the right. prime of that. And there's a lot of benefits that you can get, but he's, he's talking about the fact that you can usually get uh, your card at a discount uh, a first first time membership, and that uh, they've got uh, an AARP reward credit card that you get now, where they'll put a hundred and fifty dollar bonus on it for charging five hundred dollars in the in the first ninety days. If you go ahead and do that, you get a hundred fifty dollar bonus. So you basically get the card for free, and then some. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a nice deal, and then you get all the discounts that go along with it. Mm-hmm. No, kind of a, a, a nice little tip right there. Uh, stay at Best Westerns for for less. Uh, you get at fifty five, you get a fifteen percent discount at Best Westerns. How much? A fifteen percent discount oh, at any Best Western. That's kind I of a good deal, 50. right there. <laughs> that would be that would be pretty pretty nice. Uh, nope, nope. Uh, but uh, we'll we'll keep an eye out for that one. You can eat at Denny's now. The fi- now they do it a little different at Denny's. I don't know how good this is because they've got a 55 plus menu. And I don't know if you've seen that before. You probably never go there. But uh, no. I always thought, oh, that's just the the food for old people, yeah. which is what I thought almost prune all juice. my life. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. I'll have some prune juice. With, uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, apparently that it's that's not the case there it's the same food it's just you get it for less if you're 55 and they have it split out so it's not really like the old people food (laughs) that you get over there you can still get bacon in other words um it's here's a a snack for less at dunkin donut they have they have 55 plus and older uh uh, discounts there for for donuts and you can even get uh, a 10 percent discount at valvoline uh for your oil change at 10 percent uh 55 no idea i'd never asked for any of these before Mm -hmm. you mentioned this one before and i never saw this before this one is um 
and and if we need to provide a link for this, this is uh, Save on Phone Service. The cellular Sprint, consumer cellular? Sprint 55 Unlimited plan is oh. available to anyone who is 55 and older. The current offer is $35 per line for two lines. More phone discounts are available uh, uh, for them. So. And that's pretty, I don't know what the $35 includes. There's probably some fine print there. Well, I know with consumer cellular, which I've been urging people to check out, I don't get any kickback, but I went from $100 a month with AT&T to $35 a month with consumer cellular. Consumer cellular. You said that before, and I got to mm-hmm. check that out because the, 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 the cell phone charges, wait, we don't. I don't think we call them cell phones anymore, <laughs> but, but anyway, it, it's just no. too Phone expensive. Yeah. yeah. It's just too expensive. It's, it's too, it's, it's, it's amazing. Especially if they're paying for two of them, it's a car payment. Uh, yeah, at buddy, least. With consumer cellular, you do that $35 plan and then you can put a second one on for 20 bucks or 15 bucks. That's amazing. And you don't have to, I think I remember you saying you don't have to change your number or even your phone. No, no. All I had to do was take my SIM card out of the one and put it into the other. That was that's, uh, that's amazing right here. here. Here's a big one, Barry. Uh, 20% off of Walgreens. Uh, this is uh, that's this is one of that's huge. This is one of the biggest, uh, the best drugstore discounts for seniors and almost all, all all seniors. Walgreens gives you twenty percent off most items every Tuesday if you're fifty five or older. So every Tuesday, go to Wal Walgreens, and uh, sometimes you can even get the deal at fifty if you have an AARP card. Yeah, that's big, man. I mean, that's. You know- uh, you walk in there for something. I, you know, I had that thing with my eye there last week and uh, I needed these uh, hyperallergenic eye drops. Well, there's 12 bucks. I would like 20% off of that. Yeah. Right. Look, the drugstore, all the stuff you get at the drugstore is terribly expensive. Yeah. I mean, Walgreens it's has about the best pr- prices too, though. So they have the so best prices, but then uh, every Tuesday, if you go, I mean, who, who, Oh, got to remember it's Tuesday. Who knew vibe? Well, yeah, every Tuesday you gotta go. It's gotta be on Tuesday. So uh, here's what Albertsons grocery stores. Uh, so if you don't have what was it Kroger at the you Albertsons ever? If you don't have Kroger in your area, you got an Albert. Mm, okay, never heard of them. In somewhere, uh, the most offer a ten percent one day per month. If you're fifty or older, check your local store for for details. Uh, just a couple more here. Uh, 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 I'm sorry, uh, budget car rentals up to twenty percent off for AARP members. That's car huge. rental is terribly expensive these right days, now, and so twenty percent off ever. with your AARP. Yeah, yeah that means the AARP card can really pay. I'm thinking. Yeah, but. we didn't think to uh, check that out. Unfortunately, I'm glad you brought that up because we spent like twice, at least twice, maybe three times as much on our rental uh, this year in Florida as we did last year because of the shortage on everything right now. Yeah, I don't know if you're ever going to come. Back. Yeah, yeah, it's so. insane, insane. Uh, I'm at, well, well, look, uh, here's, here's another one. Um, Chick-fil-A discount varies by location, but some offer free coffee. I mean, that's not a bad deal right there. Yeah. Uh, it, it just goes on Chili's many, many locations offer 10% discount for 55 plus. I, I mean, 10% is a, is a pretty darn good deal. I, 
I'd like to be able to keep 10% huge bonus. So anyhow, the list goes on and on and on. I, I just wanted to give you a sampling of some of them that are out there. And those were some of the best ones that I saw. Oh, I appreciate that. There's some good ones. I think that Walgreens is probably the best of all. I think that's the best Tuesday. one too. Tuesday, Tuesday, two for Tuesday. Well, you know what? I'm just going to talk a little bit about that uh, scam stuff. I think I'll save that. Uh, to talk a little bit more about, but I just wanted to warm you up with these things have gotten very sophisticated in the last several years. And, you know, they'll call you up and say that your, your son or somebody's in jail. And uh, yes, that's yeah. what happened to that lady that we talked about last time. He said he'd been put in jail for DUI and they needed cash very quickly in order yeah. to get him out of jail. And yeah, and she, she, she smelled it out. Yeah. And I mean, other things that they do and, you know, I'm as internet savvy as they get, but boy, I, I tell you, there's times it's like, well, your Amazon, uh, your Amazon purchase just went through for 625 bucks. And then you look, you see, this is what most people wouldn't know is you have to look at, click on the link to uh, pull down menu to see who that email is coming from. And you see, it's not amazon.com. It could be AmazonSQ.com, right. or it could be just gmail.com. <clears throat> uh, but, and that's more often the case because it is untraceable. Yes. Right? So it's a scam. And so what they do is send you to a link that looks exactly like an Amazon page, and you're supposed to put your credit card information in there. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're very sophisticated. This is uh, dirty. It's dirty, so dirty but it's it, yeah. when it's from people that are overseas in India or Pakistan or something, you really can't do anything about it other than be savvy. So it's worth it's worth mentioning, and I'll we, we'll go into more of that. Uh, I I'd say later, maybe next week. I'll never forget the first time I got an email from uh, <clears throat> from an African prince uh, that needed oh, to. Uh, that was like get, the first one that yeah, we, got right? when we got email. Like, yeah. I can't believe this deal. All I got to <laughs> do is open up a bank account over here. And this guy's going to put a, a billion dollars and I'll, I mean, he's going to give me a million. That that sounds realistic. Right, right. Now, that was that was like the first one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That was a uh, 1.0 scam that, overseas scam 1.0. There you go. That was back when uh, people did their chain mails. Pass this on or oh, and, yeah, and right. great things will happen to you. And it's like, didn't you yes, hate that? Thank God that I is passed. That. Thank God. Ugh. And I would, I would reply all back with this really cynical email about how I'm the email God and I grant all these <laughs> wishes. And if you don't do it, you're, you know, you're going to burn or, you know, whatever. It's yeah. like, do you believe that? God, because they people so crazy. Pass, oh, that still burns. Well, they, it would, they'd load you down with all kinds of guilt and, yeah. and, and shame and, uh, and it worked on a lot of people. So, right. Right. Do you know what the smallest country in the world is? um smallest country in the world is no i don't i'm surprised i thought you'd be right on that it's the i was gonna say australia oh oh wow okay Mm -hmm. vatican city is technically a country that's correct yes okay all right and uh the next one singapore (laughs) not even close Uh, um let me pull this up uh, and I'm sure I, I think I, I could suck at this geography thing. Well, me too. That's why I find it interesting. And right. it's uh, the country of Nauru, N-A-U-R-U. Oh, never heard of that. 
Right, right. And uh, boy, I didn't uh, pull up Google on that. And I should because you get Google Maps. So I want to just check out the map on it. And I did this before. Look at that. Northeast Look at that of flag. Australia. Wow. Uh -huh. And okay, come on. There we go. Zooming out. Trying to get it in context with the rest of the world. So there's New Guinea. There's Australia. So th this is an absolutely tiny island in the middle of nowhere. Uh, so uh, let's just take yeah, a look. No kidding. Wow. Yeah, let's just take a look at uh, images on this. Uh, well, let's take a quick look on. Oh, not. It looks a lot like that place. Oh, oh. Yeah, no. I, I. This is a thing. I have changed DuckDuckGo to my primary browser. I would suggest uh -huh. everybody do that for privacy reasons, but. I have to go back to Google all the time because of things like Google Maps and uh, th and this. What do people ask? What is Nauru famous for? Phosphate has been mined on Nauru since 1907. It's their main wow. resource and sole export, dominating mm. the island's economy. Uh, what happened to Nauru? Modern-day Nauru, ph phosphate stores ran, ran out by 2006. Its reverbs were exhausted. Holy crap. Island was reduced to an environmental wasteland. Sounds wow. horrible. Nauru appealed to the International Court Justice to compensate for the damage for almost a century of phosphate strip mining by foreign countries. Whoa. Why is Nauru the least visited country? I think we just got that answer. Yeah, yeah. The, the, yeah. Least all the travel country. pamphlets uh, got screwed up by that. And it's idea. surrounded by jagged coral reefs, which had punctured holes in the large ships in the past. This Who sounds owns? like a bad vacation. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it really sounds like a nightmare. Where'd you go? <laughs> um <laughs> is Nauru expensive to visit? It's the least visited country in the world. So expect it to be expensive. You have to, you, you have to fly. There are no boats. You, um, you know what though? I just want to do one last thing on this and that's visit images. Uh, I mean, it looks pretty, pretty tiny. You could see. I mean, you could see on one it. side from the other. It looks like, yeah, it really does. Man, and it, boy, it looks, looks like Iwo really, Jima out there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, thank you. Jima. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. It does look pretty bad. Oh, from start to finish. Oh, that, that guy's I, it's having primitive. a good time. It's, yeah. It's yeah. That's primitive. it. Wow. But, uh, I, I, is, I, is there cannibalism there? Or? Yeah, really. <laughs> hey, you know, I listened to a great podcast a few weeks ago. I told you about that podcast called Conspiracy Theories. And they hmm. did a, a, a feature on, um, I think his name is John Rockefeller, the son who uh, he was into, he was, you know, young, came up in that, the most, the world's wealthiest family. Right. And uh, this is like in the sixties, I believe it was. Mm -hmm. And he was in his early twenties. He was not into like the Rockefellers had that very stereotypical kind of image to, to keep up and you could have no show, no weaknesses or anything like that. And he just wasn't into this at all. And he was really into the art dealing part of stuff, art in general. And since they were so in, inter, uh, had so much dealings in art, he just really was able to pursue it a lot. And uh, so wanted to bring in, um, um, what would you say? 
past art, like African art, old art, because everything was modern art. At that right, time. right. And people considered anything else to not be real art, not to be that good. And yet he was very into this older style of art, traditional, traditional mm -hmm. art is what I'm mm -hmm. looking for. Mm -hmm. And so he took a trip to New Guinea uh to he he sold enough people on the idea that he could go to new guinea and bring back some art and things like that well the story is if you google what happened to john rockefeller the uh the line that is told is that he drowned when he went off on a safari and never came back he and someone else went out in a boat went way the hell out there and uh, kind of got stuck. I forget the details, but so he jumped in the water, said, I, I'm pretty sure I can take these two jugs of water to help float and uh, swim back to the island five miles or 10 miles away, 10 miles. Mm. And so the word is, is that he drowned and his body was never found, but it's mm. virtually proven the conspiracy theory here is that he was actually stabbed by the, uh, the natives there and uh, eaten, cannibalized. Oh and, my gosh. And it's basically proven that that was the case. Um, really? Yes. Anyways, I, because I don't remember the details of it, it sounds like a, like a half-baked story that I'm telling, but really I want to say is you might want to go to Spotify. It's only on Spotify and check out conspiracy theories. Ah, that really sounds really interesting, actually. Yeah. Huh. Oh, that's wow. the never I heard that, that story it, before. It's the man and the woman that do it and they both talk like this. Oh, they Inter have the conspiracy voice. I found if I put it on no. one and a half speed, it's yeah. like normal. It's perfect. It's, you know, <laughs> and, so, and then at the end, well, I give this conspiracy a three on a yeah, score. Yeah, one yeah. To 10. Come on. Yeah. And the other person will always give it a six or, or something. And this one, they both found very credible because there was a lot of a lot of like uh, eyewitness proof to that. That took years to, to resurface. So interesting. Of course, anytime I ever hear conspiracy theory, I think, okay, what are they trying to hide? There's a, the, yeah. the, there's always seems like there's a, a, a whiff of truth in the end of every one of yeah, these kinds of things right yeah yeah, yeah I, i'm fascinated by that the ufo conspiracy theory specials that they had i think they had three a three-part special uh -huh. boy that's when the government worked that and really mm, melted our minds with that conspiracy theory stuff because they, that's where they really got their foothold in of <laughs> you're a conspiracy theorist huh that wasn't a ufo that was a weather balloon that got hit by a plane that then went down into some uh some uh telephone wires yeah i think the ultimate conspiracy theory uh is the kennedy assassination and you know the, sure. the just you know i think that that uh they made their claim to fame on conspiracy theory with that one and uh that one still bothers me because uh, i've yeah. been to that site before and it's like this is a, the story when you go there it's like this is this, this seems impossible the story they've handed us seems impossible i totally uh, agree it, so, it does seem impossible when will we know when will we know that you know they still have the papers uh the doc lots and lots of documents sealed and like now i think they just expanded it so we're not going to see stuff until like another hundred years and well, when will we know? It was probably something very, when we do find out, it'll be a big letdown. Oh, that, yeah. that, that wasn't, I, but uh, anyway. 
that no, just that stuff really gets me. I totally agree. I was wondering if just kind of skipping around a lot. Um, I saw a headline, a couple, and I know this is going to get way off into uh, current events, but then I'm going to want to back up because I just can't wait to throw this out. This morning, Speaker Pelosi, Senator Collins test positive for COVID-19 as an outbreak spreads amongst officials in D.C. Did you hear about that? Yes. Oh, yeah. So I what do you have to say about that? Oh, I don't I don't have anything good to say, so I won't say anything at all. Um, I don't have anything good to say either. So I, I don't know. We I could just, go lots of different directions on that one. But you know, uh, to me, it's one of those. She should have been wearing her mask. Like, <laughs> That's what I got to say. Uh, well, I don't hey, know. But I wanted to back up. This is more metaphysical, but it's a little yeah. bit current about it. Disney, right. Disney's, you know what? Disney's in the news right now, man. Very oh boy, what's stuff. up with Disney? Listen Jeez. to this. The, this is interesting. Disney's head of content says that Gen Z is 30 to 40% in quotes, queerer than previous generations and its business decision to target them. Kids of staff are offered info on gender affirmation procedures and CEO Bob Chapik apologizes again in a leaked Zoom. Now, this I find interesting. You have your total skeptic face on right now. And I knew you would. But I got to tell you, I have witnessed this. Like, I've been in locker rooms almost every day for years. And it's definitely gotten more, if they want to say queerer. I guess I'm certainly not allowed to say that. But um, they said it. So don't blame me. And uh, it's definitely gotten... uh, queerer in the locker room by far like you and the younger you get yeah it seems to me you got like a 50 50 shot uh, of where you know they land there so that's the changing landscape it is what it is and i'll also say that i don't really go in the locker room other than to use the bathroom since covid because that's Mm -hmm. they shut down Mm -hmm. those locker rooms for so long we changed our habits and so they've been open now for over a year, but almost no one uses them anymore. And Interesting. I just wonder if that, the, the uncomfortable nature, it's, it's like, you know, it, you know, I, I, as always, Barry has to put himself out there on the thin ice because I can't help myself. But um, it's like, it's re- literally like uh, we're all in the same locker room together and who's sexually attracted to who? And I mean, men, women and everything in between. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I don't know. It's kind of like, where do we go with this? And I said before, if you follow it, the, the whole thing logically out there, we're all just going to have one locker room. Can't have, everybody can't have their own locker room. Yeah. Uh, this is an interesting topic to me. I, because I've been seeing polls this week that are showing, I mean, the majority of our population is not down for what Disney is doing. Uh, And that cuts on both sides of the equation as far as the partisanship, uh, conservatives and liberals uh, overwhelmingly feel the same way that Disney is overstepping their, their bounds right here and should stick to what they're good at, which is really good storytelling. Uh, that's that's really what they they're known for and really for uh, a, a family oriented uh, product. And they're, well, now they're you just opened up a can of worms. What kind of family? Well, see, that's the thing that the, the polling is showing landscape. that they're they're not looking 
to be preached at uh, regarding this changing landscape. And when you really take a look at what's happening out there, uh, you you may indeed be right that these these numbers are changing, but it is is a function of uh, the likes of uh, Disney that are promoting this every which way from Sunday. And I just saw a, uh, a great, uh, wait, I might actually have this. I'll try to look for it while I'm saying, but we've brought this up, this kind of thing up several times before, which is that, um, that these companies that are out there, let me see if I can pull this up while I'm, I'm more, oh my gosh, this is crazy. Oh, here it is. Okay. Um, so Disney um, is a huge force out there there and we've talked uh, about this before that uh the, there's only a handful of companies that own almost all of our media outlets right. out there and disney is one of those big conglomerates out there that own all of these different uh resources to get information it's abc fox uh 21st century fox pixar marvel national geographic espn um the, they are in our heads everywhere we go and they're promoting these types of things that are out there they're not the only ones at&t comcast viacom cbs are all doing the same thing they're all on the same page we've seen this before and they're promoting this type of a lifestyle and of course it's when you when you promote it as a cool alternative uh for kids then more and more people are just going to going to jump on that bandwagon uh, i think that that I we're think seeing that's that ridiculous uh, no I, no I, hold on let me just go on at my kid's school in California, mm -hmm. they had a program where you could actually not go to classes for a week. All you had to do is wear this, uh, like a, uh, uh, if you wore all black, you didn't have to go to, to identify with the gay movement. You didn't have to go to class all week long. Um, they That's do weird. these things to promote you into that movement. Uh, to well, incent you into that movement. And of well, course, why would why would you want, not want to do that? My brother has been a teacher out here in Painesville for decades here. And I always ask him about the changing demographics. And he says, oh, it's really gay now. Now, there's none of that California stuff going on out here. This is a very blue collar area, uh, painfully blue collar. And so they'd be more apt to be bullying in the opposite direction out here than incentivizing. So here is my look at the bigger thing, rather than the politics of this, is why is it, does this seem to be an American thing? In fact, I would go as far as to say, I'll bet you in, it's in the Scandinavian countries, probably equally as much, probably England. It's probably in the woke uh, community stuff where this is me theorizing that after a country or countries hit a social landscape of where people aren't worried about where their food are, is coming from anymore, they don't have to try so hard anymore, it seems to go this way, uh, kind of people get softer. And then there's that I know in the Scandinavia countries, uh, listening to people debating Jordan Peterson and stuff. I mean, it's clear they want boys to be almost forced to play with dolls to get in touch with their feminine side. And um, this is what I'm talking about. Well, that's, but I'm telling you, I'm sure that that's not happening here in Painesville. 
But well, you've got that... the media aspect of everything too, from social yeah. media to mainstream media. What I'm wondering uh, is, and I'm throwing this out at you as a, as a metaphysical question, is if this thing gets blown up again, one nuclear missile comes over here and devastates our country, and we have to rebuild and we're starving and fighting for each other for scraps as we rebuild, probably not going to be worried about that kind of stuff anymore. You know, nobody's going to be asking your pronouns and uh, hard men create soft times, soft times create soft men, soft men create hard times. It's just the cycle. Um, I think you're right. I think that uh, if our society was suddenly devastated, that um, these things would just naturally go away. And hey. I also believe that um, these things have been used to as a tool or a weapon to divide our society. Oh, yeah. And the, the gay movement has been used as a Marxist tool to divide our society. Take a look at Black Lives Matter, for instance, and you can see the the very strong LGBTQIA movement that's happening within that as they are self-proclaimed Marxists at the same time. And you can see how this is absolutely working right now. It's not just the gay movement, uh, the race movement that's happening as well is, is a tool fashioned from the same from the same idealism and we're seeing that but once a society is destroyed there's no need to promote that in order to destroy the society it's all it's a done deal and so that's that's how i'm seeing it yeah yeah i hear what you're saying and uh that's what, it's just i've been thinking about it a lot that's uh kind of what i was thinking uh but well i, I here's the thing that i think is i think the worst part about this whole thing is this is that the movement that's happening that we see here today is is a it's not a uh, it's not a uniter it's a divider and it's it's putting people on opposite sides of the room when um, if there is this expansion of homosexuality that's happening out there and it's legitimate happening not because we're 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 trying to entice people into this type of a lifestyle but it's just a legitimate thing the important thing is not to divide people right. and um and and not to not to tear apart relationships and not not to force people to have to pick sides for for years as a christian um, I have found that the world pits Christianity and homosexuals against each other mm -hmm. and that is I I don't, I can, I've read, I've read the Bible many times. Um, I don't see in the Bible where that's the message of Christ. I just mm -hmm. don't see that. Uh, I hear from the gay community that Christians hate homosexuals. Uh, Jesus uh, rejected homosexuals. And that's just not the case. In fact, from what I can see in the Bible is that uh, homosexuals are extremely qualified for christianity and yeah, um I've, and and so i've seen that witness that too this is this is just you know um it, it seems like we're using race we're using uh, sexual identity to this. divide and and that's why and and i'm seeing and we, let's just circle back to disney it seems to me that disney and what they're doing is making things worse not better and I just I think that it ultimately it, it doesn't help homosexuals out there. I think it hurts them. 
um, because now now they're they're making it so that we don't have things in common, a common and shared uh, um, love for the world. I mean, Disney. I thought when I was a kid, I thought it it made, meant love, mm, and it, it's right. not feeling like love these days. You you said, well, what kind of family? That's the can of worms. Mm -hmm. Well, I think that um, we can all agree that family is extremely important. Maybe we start with that common thing that we can all agree with and build from there rather than make it, well, it's got to be this kind or that kind. You can't have both. And I hate it. Go I ahead. questions for you. Okay. Well, first of all, I want to comment that you made me think about this podcast. Uh, Rogan podcast I listened to this week and I can't remember I'm going to torch his name it's like Ali Secure, Secure or some okay. Secure or something like that mm -hmm. black guy used to be in prison comedian now um, and he went on this thing and it was like man is this guy where's this guy going he went on his total controversial route about how he can't he's, he's a father he cannot wrap his head around uh, or they were talking about the so-called uh, ban gay thing. How do you, how do you say it? Don't say gay. Don't say and, gay. Huh? What's the proper name of that? So a parent something act. Yeah. The parent protection act. Something like that. Right. Uh, the, the don't say gay thing. Such a misnomer. We went over that. Uh, yeah. Right. Uh, and he's like, I got to tell you, he goes, I cannot wrap my head around how they think they're going to tell my kid. I got, I'm gonna, she comes home and I have to explain, I have to explain how this one person has two fathers or two mothers. He goes, no, I can't do it. And Rogan's Rogan who's super liberal. Although you wouldn't know it if you listen to liberal media. Right. right. Media. Yeah. Um, he grew up in it. San Francisco. He's like, I grew up with gay people it was normal to me and um and then he moved to boston so most people wow. him from boston but uh wow. so this guy uh this comedian continues going on he and he made some points i thought were pretty good but i always i always kind of thought look if you got gay two gay guys or girls in a marriage that uh are uh, well-adjusted people like if you adopt as a normal heterosexual couple. I said normal, oh my God, uh, didn't mean that. Uh, but you have to go through a certain amount of, of screening to make sure you have a healthy home. Well, if you're, I've always kind of thought, I leave my mind open, but I always kind of thought if you're a gay couple and you go through the same screening and they approve you and you can adopt, okay. I think there are challenges there that you have to realize. This kid growing up, Rogan's like, I grew up my I grew up with somebody with a friend that had uh, raised by a gay set of parents. He seemed perfectly normal to me. Rogan says, but see, th this guy I think his name's Secure Sakit. I don't know. Uh, he's I, like, he goes, I, I he goes, I I don't think that you know. He goes, I decided to become a comedian. That means I have to go and travel across the country to do my thing and make money for my family. My sacrifice is the time that I can't spend with my family. Whatever my right. choices are, I have to make sacrifices. If I decide I want to get into a gay relationship, marriage, whatever, I have to sacrifice the fact that I can't raise kids because it's going to uh, not be the same kind of environment. It could be a harmful environment when that kid goes to school and it's different and all of that. And the way he said it was funny. Uh, 
and it was supposed to be, but I also thought he made a point that is worth thinking about. Uh, so I, you know, the, and then he said, so if you do a trans thing, okay, so you, you did your brave move as a trans person. Okay, you don't get your cake and eat it too. You make sacrifices for that. You don't go join the women's uh, swimming league and then clobber all the people that you're supposed right, to be identifying. Right. Yeah, yeah. So there was some valid points in that. Now, the second thing I wanted to ask you is, uh, LGBTQIA plus or plus, whatever. Yeah. What is all of that? And here, and here's why I ask: Why isn't there simply gay and trans? Why is there anything else? Or there could be pansexual. I get that. You identify. You, you're attracted to everyone. Yeah, that, I could see that too. But what well, else is there? Well, apparently there are like 55 and counting different genders That's or ridiculous. forms of identity that are out there that they. And I'm not sure if they are a lot of people or one person anymore, <laughs> uh, but they have come up with this. And so uh, it, to me, it just goes back to my original point is that now you've got this complete confusion. And when you have that confusion and all these blurred lines, it's hard for unity to happen. And everybody seems in, in this whole victim uh, culture that we live in today, everybody wants to brag about how they've been a victim. You get you throw 55 plus uh, different gender identities out there. You're going to have, you know, at least 54 different people, different sets okay. of people that are claiming that they're victims. Can you answer this again, outside of gay, trans and pan, what else is there? Like, tell me what that means. What else? Yeah, see, what does that, the plus mean? The what thing. does the A mean? What is? I don't know. I I, okay. I I I just figured out what the Q meant. I mean, to, then mean? suddenly there was a. That's the queer part. Okay, uh, but, but what then is that? A, Wasn't that already yeah, included in gay trans pan? This is the whole thing. Is it? It is. I think you bring up a great point. How it used to be the the you know the gay and uh, bisexual community and then it was now now we gotta we can't even say the words we gotta give letters and uh lgb lgbt lgbtq and he's getting longer and it's alphabet people now i forgot Um, that pan was already covered with bisexual we already had that it's it's just you know but well well hold on because you could be a uh a a a person that's attracted to transsexuals so now you need a letter to go with that you know what i mean because these people haven't really identified you see what i'm saying is now they're they're just that's really reaching so many different wrenches into this whole thing so the net effect is that people can't speak to each other Mm -hmm. um I, I heard a person and I'm trying to remember who it was. And it was just this week. They were talking about the fact that uh, these, you know, what are your pronouns? Like, that's a whole nother thing. Pronouns. It's very important. The English language is very important. Being able to be specific uh, in your in your communication is part of free speech. Um, being able to speak your mind is part of free speech. And we find free speech is one of the most, is the most important liberty that we have. Uh, But when we can't communicate amongst each other, we can't even identify uh, people any longer because we've taken away the ability to communicate pronouns. We've 
put a serious hamper on actual free speech. But this person was making a, uh, they were making a point that, hey, when you use pronouns on somebody, you typically wouldn't use the pronoun on the person that you're in front of. So, you know, I'm not going to call you him when I'm talking directly to you. Uh, oh. You're Barry. And so here we're, as this pronoun movement is happening, what we're doing is we're requiring people to communicate about us when, uh, in a certain way, when we're not even in the same room with them. Um, that's, that's audacious actually, uh, to, to really consider. And it's, and it's actually rude to call somebody by their preferred pronoun in front of their face. Like, you know, those that, that, that it really messes with the rules of etiquette. I wouldn't just be like, Hey, I just say, just don't talk to them. Look like, him hey, over I'm there. Sorry. Like that's so impersonal. Yeah, uh, it's just a weird, I don't know interesting how to communicate thing. with you. So this is, this is my point. Totally my point. And thank you for making it for me because what it's done is it's caused us to shut down communications with each other. Yeah. And, the, and my point is these things are only serving to divide us. Yeah, that's the only sure. thing it's doing. And it might make people feel good about themselves i guess mm -hmm. when they do it, it that this whole subvert the 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 joy of virtue signaling mm -hmm. but ultimately it shuts down communications it isolates people and for the gay community the thing that i see which is the worst thing for them is to isolate them and separate them when they their whole thing was they wanted to be included yeah. this is supposed to be about inclusion not 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 That's funny because another, another way to say that is, is you're talking about a, basically free speech is being weaponized against uh, common people. It's free speech is in danger because of the people that are claiming they're being oppressed are becoming the oppressors. Now, That's exactly right. Here's the basic, the bottom line on free speech is without free speech, without complete unconditional free speech, we can't have the oppressed don't have the right to pull themselves out of oppression. So whether you're going back to before women had equal rights or before blacks had equal rights or uh, Irish or anybody else, they always had the ability to intellectualize and gain sympathy, gain followers and gain a foothold because of free speech. And without that, you know, that that's the danger. That's the danger. You're right. You're I exactly right. Gears here, man. Yeah. I got a couple of good things here that, are too big and you know we're running out of time it's but are crazy they're a little interrelated a little bit uh both uh drug related and a weed the people this is uh, from uh, kdrv.com u.s oh, yeah, u.s house right. passes marijuana legalization which i think is uh very important i've thought that for a long time i think this could even uh does even beg for the conversation about legalizing other drugs as well. I'm just going to say that I want to talk about that for a minute, but because time's so short, I want to say that also there's this very, very interesting thing. The Taliban bans drug cultivation, including lucrative opium which has been their main source of income for a very long time. But apparently they want to be looked upon as being a more credible nation. But there are families out there that will starve without being able to uh, sell uh, opium. Hmm. So 
But uh, coming back to this, uh, we the people, see, what I think is today more important about this than ever before is the lacing of illegal drugs. Uh, like it's never been like you've never seen before. And it's especially a problem with this fentanyl. Which yes, is so that's true. Dangerous. You don't know yeah, what it's you're killing buying. people. It's killing people. I mean, it's it's yeah. a it's a murder drug. Yeah. And so marijuana, though, I think is in a class by itself because it was demonized early on. And I heard it was it was mostly funded by Anheuser-Busch back in the 50s. Really? Reefer huh. Madness. Yeah. Now, why would they want to demonize marijuana? I can't, I, I don't know. I can't, let's think about that. Yeah. Um, competition. So they would call it you know, reefer madness. And we're right. so susceptible to a good mantra. Always, always have been, always will be. And, right. uh, the, and also it's been often said to be the gateway drug that leads you on to other things. Right. I would say if you have an addictive personality, one of those high addictive personalities, NyQuil is probably going to be your gateway drug or, or, <laughs> or a beer yeah. or whatever. Yeah. But I also think marijuana does more good than harm. And it, I think it, I think it, I think it's been found in, in states that have legalized it. I'm not, don't quote me on this, but I think it's been found that alcohol abuse has dropped considerably. Hmm, that would be an interesting thing to look into. It really would be. But additionally, I think it begs the conversation about legalizing some of the other, some other drugs to, so that you know they're getting something clean when you get it, even if it's a harmful opioid or something, but you could put all that tax money, first of all, take it away from the cartels, illegal, all the illegal activity, take it right out of there, put it into, you know, you, now you're gaining tax money and you just print pamphlets with every damn purchase. Here's how you can rehabilitate yourself and get your life back on track, you know, and, make, and, and create world stellar rehab facilities. And what you're saying makes total sense. And and one thing I'll say, uh, uh, just on top of that, not that I'm an advocate for people to become addicted to any type of an opioid, but what I do see in our society and just my own experience, my personal experience is that when you when you make things illegal, like these illegal drugs, uh, it makes people want them more. Yeah. And uh, and and there's an allure to that whole thing. There's a, a pastor that I like to listen to that talks about uh, the kids, teenagers walking down the street and they walk past a greenhouse and they think nothing of it. But then the, here comes another greenhouse they're walking up to. And there's a big sign that says, don't throw a rock at the greenhouse. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> and that, that's what do you, what do you, as young as a, a former young man. What's yeah. the first thing I'm going to think of is I didn't even have that I'm going to have a picture in my mind of me throwing a, a glory. <laughs> Seriously crushing right. this thing with a rock. Right. Uh, but that's, I just see that happening with these drugs uh, that we've made them, we've, we, we've made them so alluring by the stay away from the dirty drugs. Yeah. And I think that a lot of people get, get hooked into this. I but, also think, oh, go ahead. No, but we're also uh, subsidizing the cartel. We uh, are. For, yeah. And then China with their fentanyl that they're bringing over in record amounts. Well, yeah. And you take a look. This is such a good subject. We could we could we could talk about this all day. But um, the, the fact of the matter is, and you look at what's happening at the border right now, and these mm -hmm. people are coming through the border. It's like a sieve. But the, the, the Chinese and the cartel know that they can there's a highway that goes right into America and that they can take their drugs right in uh, through these people. 
not that all the people are involved in that, but but they're using these people, a lot of them as drug mules that they're being forced to into yeah. this whole thing. And it's a and, and then you take a look at all the other things that surround it with the, the with the slavery that's happening in through these through these terrible cartels. Uh, that's all happening right now too. We need to clean that up. Yes. And uh, we've seen some stuff Drastic in the news changes. recently with title 42 going away. So now we're letting anybody in, even if they pose a health risk, we're letting them in the door. It with, this is not sustainable whatsoever. And we're going to pay a serious price on this. Yep. No, right. we are. I just want to say about the uh, drug situation. Um, oh, I was going to say, so if cocaine or something like that, and opioid is legalized because of the problems, the otherwise problems that we have been having. Again, I'll say uh, subsidizing the cartel and the problems with the fentanyl being laced in there and people dying from it. So you clean it up. And, but people, as soon as you say legalize those drugs, everybody's going to become a drug addict. And you say, are you? Well, no, not me, but everybody else. Right. That's right. okay. So there's that emotional fear you got to take out of it. No, I think that you can take the tax dollars and put that into education and rehabilitation. I think you would actually reverse this problem. Other thing I want to say about, we could close out on the subject for now, but uh, what Snoop Dogg said about weed, quoting the great Snoop Dogg, <laughs> he said, <laughs> you put 20 people in a room and give them copious amounts of alcohol, sooner or later, you're going to have fights breaking out, right? Because <laughs> you put 20 people in a room and give them copious amounts of weed, all you're going to have is hugs, just the hugs and prayers, you know? You know, I think I think he's right about that. He, yeah. It's funny, I was just thinking about him uh, yesterday. I was talking to my daughter and we were having this conversation about uh, the... I. I saw him in an interview when they had the uh, legalized medical marijuana in California. It might have been on Joe Rogan. I'm not sure. But uh, no, it was Howard Stern. And they were asking him, OK, so uh, when you're cured of whatever it is that you have, are you going to stop smoking at that time? And he said, oh, no, man. The doctor said what I have, I got for life. <laughs> I just thought that was really funny. <laughs> Uh, he, he, he's, he's a pretty funny dude. I don't have anything on the lighter side just because I was, but I think this kind of went to the lighter. I wanted to say this, and maybe we could talk about it more in the after show, but we were talking about free speech and how it's under attack. Uh, we've got organizations like Twitter that are out there that are huge into censorship right now, but a huge a uh, gigantic stone has been thrown into that pond yeah, with Elon point. Musk uh, becoming a 10% uh, owner of Twitter, um, nine point something or yeah. whatever. It was a multi-billion dollar investment into Twitter. And, and here's Elon Musk who considers himself a, a, a free speech warrior. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And he's really been on Twitter and looking at how it's dangerous to our democracy to be able to have an organization like Twitter uh, blocking all types of people, including our former president of the United mm -hmm. States, and that uh, he doesn't agree with that. What we're going to see is how this all plays out, because he's also now a member of the board, mm -hmm. but members of the board don't dictate the rules within Twitter. Right. Interestingly, though, on Monday when they made the announcement, the Twitter stock just hockey stick. percent Huge dollars okay. here. Uh, I want to, we're going to have to end this 
end this at this point, but I want to take that conversation into after show. And I want to talk about how a billionaire like that uh, can shake, shake the world, uh, shake the marketplace up with really what's 1% of his earnings. Uh, yeah. Just like, just like that. And then, and then this is, this that, is gives, but, gives huge hope. Go ahead. Yeah. But then there's also President Trump, very failed truth with truth platform. What is it called? Truth society? Uh, truth something. Yeah. Yeah. So that that's been a freaking joke that hasn't done his reputation much good. But uh, interesting. We're going to have to see on that one. I think it's too early because I'm also I, I'm seeing conflicting reports on that whole thing. All right. Let's take that. Over. Yep. Um, 